Uh, this is Winston Spear listening to the Yuck Yucks podcast. Yuck Yucks is still the best place to have your office party or event. Just go to yuckyucks.com for details about our group rates. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What is going on, my little yuckamaniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch. Welcome to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. What a fabulous show we have lined up today. I'm kicking myself in the ass a little bit, though. I'm going to be honest with you. Reason being is that I have not mastered this Zoom recorder, the Zoom H4N recorder. Now, right now, you can hear me fine. Uh, But when I'm out doing interviews, for some reason... It just doesn't record in the right setting. I'm not quite sure if I'm, I have to change it every time I turn it on, but it feels like that. It feels like I have to change the settings every goddamn time I turn on the machine. And I just, I think I assume that it's going to save the settings from the last time I, I tried to figure it out. So uh, I'm asking you guys to please, please be patient. Uh, it, it, I, I just, I need to figure this thing out here. So uh, you, this interview today, uh, uh, just to explain the audio problem that we had with it is that uh, before it would sound like like you couldn't hear me talk when I was interviewing people in the background. Now you can't hear the comedian talk. <laughs> it's, it's so the the least important person of the podcast is you can hear fine. Uh, the person that we're actually there to interview, you can't hear very well because they're in the background. Now, I'm going to try to increase the audio, on the, and, and it might turn out fine. It, for all I know, it could turn out fine, and there won't be any complaints. But if you hear uh, the guest of the show today uh, in a very low volume, that is, that's why, um, is because I'm having a problem with this recorder trying to figure out uh, the right, correct settings. If, you, if someone out there knows uh, Zoom H4N, um, uh, please get a hold of me. If you know the correct settings for a podcast for a, a, an H4N where I'm plugging it anyway, j- just call me, okay? Or, or hit me on Facebook, one of the two. Now, I hope everyone's enjoying the show. Um, I am fresh off of uh, hosting the That's Right 2016 Yuck and Comers Comedy Competition, uh, which ended this evening, actually. I was uh, graciously enough... Uh, uh, graciously asked uh, uh, by uh, by uh, some some of the yucks uh, personnel out here out west uh, if I would be interested in running the amateur comedy competition. A lot of you uh, who have been listening to this show uh, has uh, heard me talk about this before. Um, tonight was the final. It's two months into the making, um, and we we finally got to the the grand finale, the big the big cheese, as they say. And uh, we crowned the 2016 Yuck and Cumber champion this year was Mr. Brett Forte. So uh, it, I'm sure we'll be all over Facebook uh, tonight and tomorrow. Um, so when you do hear this, uh, yes, we are talking right after the actual show, right minutes after Mr. Brett Forte won it. And what an incredible competition. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not, I'm not kissing ass here. I'm, I'm being very, very honest uh, when I say I am thoroughly impressed with the local comedy scene here, we've got some brilliant, and I'm going to use the word brilliant because I think uh, a lot of the performers that I saw out there last night were absolutely brilliant. 
Um, just to even name off the top three that actually won last night, of course, uh, as we have here today, uh, Brett Forte was the winner, and it came in second place was Austin Lonenberg. I had the chance to perform with Austin on a show last year. Absolutely hilarious. And just to see the growth factor uh, in one year's time is absolutely incredible. Uh, so much confidence and, and such great, great bits. Um, and, and of course, rounding up the top three was the absolute, uh, uh, the I don't even know the right word, the, the bell of the ball, the, 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 the person who comes in and, and completely steals the show, uh, Adam Ruby. Uh, and, and listen for that name because it's going to become a very popular one. Uh, the, the style of comedy, uh, that Adam brings to, uh, to the stage is, is absolutely incredible. Uh, he does a lot of physical comedy, which is, uh, as one of the judges, uh, correctly pointed out this evening, uh, you don't see that a lot anymore. Now it's all spoken word and, and, uh, you know, sit back with, uh, with kind of, uh, with kind of an attitude and, uh, and Mr. Ruby, when, when he gets up on stage, he brings it. He absolutely tears into uh, his act and uh, and just just an absolute fine raconteur. Uh, and for those of you uh, who need to Google that word right now, um, just uh, one hell of a storyteller. And I really believe that's his strength. And that obviously got him. This is the very first uh, year that Adam has done comedy. I, I, I want to say this was his, you know, probably fifth or sixth time on stage this evening. And, uh, and out of a contest of, of 40 people, this guy comes in third place. I mean, absolutely killed it. Uh, and like I said, his energy and style of comedy is, is uh, just something to be watched and, and enjoyed. Uh, a tremendous talent. Uh, and we had so many tremendous talent tonight. Uh, one of my favorites uh, tonight, uh, of course, the very funny Brandon Craig uh, was uh, absolutely killing it. And I don't know if he killed his chances because he made fun of some <laughs> of the judges. Um, but it was a very, uh, very interesting bit and, uh, it, uh, he took some, he took some big, big risks and you got to give him some, some pretty damn big credit because, uh, I had him favored to win this entire thing. Um, and again, very similar to, um, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, uh Lonenberg, we did have the opportunity to actually, uh, uh, perform together about a year ago as well, myself and Brandon Craig. And I, I've seen Brandon perform a couple times since then. And to see the growth and to see the maturity and the confidence uh, just come into play was absolutely incredible to watch. And it's, it's, it was such an honor to watch him. And, and speaking of which, we're going to have Brandon on the show. Uh, we, we talked about that this evening. He wants to come out to the studio. Uh, last time we did it in studio, uh, where he was on my other show and, uh, just a pleasure to sit down and talk with, I just find him a very fascinating guy. Um, we had just so many incredible people, uh, Dale Ward, um, uh, Jessica Belbin, uh, uh, Nav Galley killed it tonight as well. Nav Galley, another, uh, absolute, uh, killer up and comer. He, uh, you know, he's been on stage, you know, same thing, you know, under a year and he delivered an impeccable set this evening. It, it was incredible. Um, just to see him, uh, in the short time. And I, I met Nav through this competition. I, had never seen him perform before and to see him, uh, tonight was just, it was killer. Absolutely killer. And there is a lot, Hey, trust me when I'm saying this right now, there is a ton of talent that didn't even get to the finals. That's how much tremendous talent we had. And, uh, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. So, uh, you know, huge 
honor uh, again, and I, I'll, I'll shut I'll shut the fuck up about it because I've been talking about it nonstop now for five minutes. But uh, it, it was it was an absolute uh, uh, amazing experience to be a part of, and, and of course uh, all the people down at Yuck Yucks uh, for having me. And uh, hey, I got it. I'm gonna you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna brag about it. We sold that bitch out. We sold it out. I'm telling you right now. We had over 200 and whatever the capacity is there. I think it's like 235 or something like that. We crushed it. We sold it. We were turning people away. That's how many people we had lined up. Uh, it looked like uh, it looked like Ari Shafir was headlining the show, or uh, Jay Kirsch. Hey. <laughs> anyway, folks, we are going to talk to Mr. Brett Forte today. Uh, as I mentioned, the winner, the 2016 Yuck and Comers Comedy Competition. And uh, very well-deserving. Brett Forte is a tremendous talent, uh, very confident, very polished, and he's still very, very young. I think he's like 24 years old. Uh, But again, folks, I'm going to try to up the audio on this because I know it's an issue. So hang in there and enjoy the interview. And if it sucks, I will promise I will have Brett back on the show and we will record it in studio. And I'll go fix the goddamn H4 and Zoom fucking recorder. That's all right. Come on. Becky has been a guest on the show before without knowing it. Yes, I have. Say, we love you, Brad. We love you, Brad. <laughs> That's Brett's fan club right there. Giant check behind me, $1,000. What does that feel like, man? Tell me. Does this, does, does this uh, cement some uh, any doubt in your mind that, that, that you were ready to go for this? It's, uh, it's a nice stat to have on the back of my... Great thing to have on the resume. Yeah, because, you know, this is my first year, so to get this W, which is good. Uh, maybe I'm setting myself up for, like, a sophomore stuff. I don't know. <laughs> with all the success in my first year, but. What what, what industry is that where, where if they win right off the bat, it's, like, bad luck? It's, like, Artist of the Year Award or, so, I don't know, Grammys. I don't know what I it is. I think it's sports, like, in general. You Probably. Lot, and then the next year, you don't even you score Shit the bed. Yeah. And four guys in suits talk about, is this the end? Is this the <laughs> So, dude, let's start from the very beginning, man, because uh, this is your first year in comedy, but uh, you, you handled it like a pro. That's a pretty impressive credit on the resume to be the uh, 2016. So, where are you from, man? Uh, born and raised here. Shut up. I've got my fingerprints all over this <laughs> You've been around. I grew up in Sinalta. Sinalta? That's a nice area. Uh, well, or Or, 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 or is it gentrified now? Scarborough. Is Scarborough's nice. There. Okay. And that's the hill where the rich people are, and then beneath is the commoners. <laughs> they look down on you. In a one-bedroom apartment. No shit. Like 15. No way. Right on 12th Avenue and 17th Street, and uh, just so much was action it, there, man. Like, what was it? What was it like? What did your parents do, man? Let's get down to the uh, nitty-gritty here. Okay, so my mom is like a GM of this. Uh, you know, all those condos and houses that go up. She supplies the doors and the. Yeah, yeah. This is all very hilarious stuff. <laughs> And then my dad was like a security guard, and then he worked from home selling stuff online. So, no shit. Um, but yeah, that that neighborhood was awesome. There was always so much action growing right, up. Right. I had the Beltline rapist living two doors <laughs> next 
Shut up. I'm, I, this is a true story. I am responsible for him, partially responsible for him being in jail. No way. Tell me this story. Okay, this would so be good Good for the show. Alex Watt, I'm sure you're listening right now, my childhood friend uh, who I grew up with. Every morning uh, when I was in grade 6, I would walk to his house down the block at 810. And apparently the cops told us after uh, he had been arrested that he had been watching me. And I was I was potentially his next victim. Holy shit. And he was watching me, but he got sidetracked by this house I was going to, Alex's house. Right. Broke into Alex's house, stole like $30,000 worth of stuff. This is your child, your childhood friend. Friend, yeah. And because I caught him slipping. Right, they, right. He got distracted by that. They, they uh, found him for the break-in. Right. And when they went to his house, they found all this other stuff. And no way. Shit, and they tied up the whole thing. And the Beltline Rapist is behind bars because my cute little toe. <laughs> right? Dude, that was a big case in the city. Yeah, all right? <laughs> Yo, I, I found a shotgun with that kid uh, same year. In no Black way. Valley, and that was responsible for a robbery of Tom's Food Store. They traced it back to all this stuff? It's called Tim's Food Store now because every time he gets in legal trouble, he just changes, he changes the, the <laughs> in the No way. Holy shit, man. What a crazy childhood. That's just, I'm just dipping a toe in the water. I got my fingerprints all over the city. (laughs) Tell me about how you got involved in comedy, man. When did you first first start getting the the bug? Because I've talked to a lot of people, and it's like, oh, when I first saw so-and-so perform, or when I came home from school and I, you know, I watched uh, Evening at the Improv or, or, you know, something like that. What, when did you get your first bite of comedy, man? I've been watching it with my dad at home all my life. Yeah. I've uh, been told since junior high, like, oh, you should be a comedian. You should right. do it. And it didn't. I, well, I'm pretty realistic. You know, I got told to be like, go into acting as well. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a pipe dream. So I got into radio. I figured that's a more realistic approach. Sure. Because I'm still getting paid to talk, but it's less glamorous and I can actually make a living and I don't, you know, have to go to LA or. Yeah, humping out at auditions every week. Radio, yeah, you know, just didn't go as well, as fast as I thought it would. And um, I was honestly being like, it was like a leash. I wasn't allowed to say the things I wanted to say on air, and I wasn't being rewarded for it. Right. So I was like, screw it. I want to say the shit I want to say. And when I said it on this stage, when I did it for the first time in uh, in Kelowna. Right. I won like a funniest person with a day job there, hundred bucks. Was it like at uh, like David Cops or something? Like it one was, of the. Um, Rob Balston. Rob Balston, okay. He's at the casino now, Flanagan. I think. Oh, Flanagan's, right, right. He runs the other show there. So yeah. kind of gave me the confidence. I went, like, over my time. I did, like, nine minutes. I was supposed to do five. And right. Like, okay, you were funny, but, like, you know, watch your time. And I ran into <laughs> that problem a few times. Kind of, like, notorious for going over, but. But, dude, you, you, bring, you bring a presence to the stage. Like, you've been up there quite a bit. Like, you, you've got the confidence. You've got... Uh, you got a you got an amazing set. You you know you look like you've been up there. I had I heard a lady tonight say, "When is that guy going to headline next?" And I was like, well, "Wait a second, this is like this is the amateur. Like this is his first year in comedy." Uh, were you ready for that, man? Were you ready for that big big leap? I mean, you've you performed now. Uh, you you were just in Toronto doing stuff. I mean, you, you yeah. down in Medicine Hat. You've been all over the place, man. Yeah, just uh, hit the ground running first year. Um, I like that that people think I'm I've been in it longer than I have. And I, I attribute that to radio because I had to MC a lot of events. Sure. And also, like, get on the mic for the first time where you're just shaking, your right. heart's beating, and your mouth is so dry. 
So I got past those little hurdles in a different industry first. Right. So I could hit this stage without that. And with, it seems like, a, you know, it takes a while to get rid of that. Right, right. Brian Callen gives great advice for any newcomer. And right. I share this to anybody. Sure. Knows, you know that feeling inside where your heart's beating and your stomach's tight and your hands are cold? That's your body preparing itself for greatness. Wow. So it's it knows it's about to go into a fight. Right. And instead of like worrying about it, freaking out about it, go, no, thank you, body. Thank you for uh, preparing me for this. Otherwise, right. I'd be a zombie. You yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. All cylinders firing. Sure. And that's all that feeling is, is all right. cylinders firing. Right. And then if you can kind of harness that and turn the tables on it, boom, that was a huge game changer for me. What's your process as far as how you, you get your material? Because a lot of your stuff is obviously, it's hilarious, but it's a lot of it's observational. A lot of it is, is you know, personal experience. But you've got, you know, the one bit about the cell phone relationships, man, which is brilliant. How do you come about your process? Do you, do you sit down? Do you dedicate time to write? Do you, do you just, you know, wait for personal experiences? How does that work? Well, as it stands, I have like 25 minutes of material. Yeah. Like max. Um, if that. It, I don't know. I'm in kind of a tough spot with writing right now. I feel like I've kind of slowed down, but it, it, what I have is all personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the young guy who is embarrassed by his generation. Mm-hmm. So every day I'm out there and I'm looking around and I'm seeing everyone on their phones and, and every relationship I have, it's all texting and uh, frustration for me leads to humor. Right. Whatever I'm frustrated with, um, I try to, you know, convince the audience to also be on my side yeah you know and uh so yeah i'm always keeping an eye out for stuff that kind of ticks me off you know i kind of bring like a bit of a anger to the stage too and it works beautifully i mean you're 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 act up there and yeah you resonate a lot with you know 80s people 90s people like because i want to be in the 80s so bad i hate this generation i don't like I, I hear stories from my dad, right? And I know the stories better than he does. Yeah. You know, this, you know your parents are always telling the same stories over and over. Sure. Again. Yeah. I know most of my dad's friends by first and last name, and I've never met any of them. Right. I could just like, and I know the stories, and it sounded so much better. Whether or not I hopped into a time machine and actually got there, if it would be as cool, yeah, as I thought, but yeah. it sounds amazing, and I think anything is better than right now. So that's why I try to connect to the older audience and, and let them know that like i have respect for them yeah and, and, and goes goes a long long way man yeah. it does yeah Just tell me a bit about uh about what your experience has been like on the local comedy scene i mean you're a calgary guy uh what do you think of the comedy scene here as far as locals and and some of the a- amateur stuff here talent a lot and of talent young talent unbelievable too. um jake poirier 19 yeah. years old Derek adams who won the other competition right um, something like 21 or something like that. Like Unbelievable. Crazy. I'm 24, so I'm still young, but uh, I, I couldn't imagine starting at 19. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how many comics there are in this city, but they're like tonight, man, nine for nine. Everyone killed it. Everybody did really, really well. That did one guy, who was the guy who, who finished third, and it was his seventh time? Adam stage. Ruby. Adam Ruby. Yeah. I never met him, but the confidence he had. Incredible, him. incredible energy too, man. To nail third in like a 50-man competition. Yeah. And he's only, he's been on stage less than 10 times. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. <laughs> That's coming out of the gate. There's some hope, there's some hope for, for the future of comedy here. Nav? Yeah. Nav is crazy too. He's unbelievable, man. only a handful of times. Yeah. He just did your show. That's right, on Sunday. Yeah. Dude, unbelievable. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, him and Adam both came out. Yeah, incredible. They did amazingly well. Um, and, and just seeing tonight, man, I mean, how far, like I've seen guys, you know, from last year, uh, even people like Amy Bug, Brandon Craig, you know, all of them last year that I had out uh, at the festival, they came and just to see the growth in one year is incredible. And, in, you know, in this comedy game, um, let's talk a bit about, uh, are there any people in this industry that, that you look up to that, that have put their arm around you a bit and kind of mentored you at all? Um, Lori Gibbs. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Comes out right away. Um, again, I was, I was friends with her before I got into comedy through radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was one of those people that's like, Hey, you gotta seriously try comedy. And when you hear it from a, an established comedian, sure. That's one that you take really seriously. Yeah. You know, your mom can tell you. <laughs> it doesn't so mean as much. She's waiting for a text right now. She's like, let me know how it went. But you I, haven't told him yet? I can't tell her because it's, my phone's gonna. Go it's it's gonna go nuts. Yeah. What does that feel like, man? Did like the the amount of of confidence that we saw in the crowd tonight, uh, and especially coming from myself as a host, you can feel the energy tonight, and you can feel you know how well people do just by seeing it resonate throughout the crowd. You had continuous laughs. Uh, your ability to engage with the audience is another huge attribute of your act. You see a lot of comedians that are almost afraid to dig into the audience a little bit, man, and you, you crowd crowd to work. Sure. Yeah, they're very afraid to do that. Which is the one tool that um, helped me. Yeah. I definitely win. I mean, Brandon Craig had a beautiful set tonight and, and did some crowd work himself. Right. You know, with the girl with her hurt cheek. <laughs> That's right. Like that. Oh, he's too much pussy. I know this is out of context for anyone listening, but like, uh, those little moments that he he did in the moment were were awesome, um, and not a lot of amateurs do crowd work, and I use it as a like a segue opportunity. Right. I like just asking someone a question, and, and regardless of the answer, I know where I'm going to go. Right. But if they give me something great, yeah, yeah let's stay on that for a bit. Sure. You know? but, yeah, I like crowd work. You see a lot of guys, headliners, do the same hour over and over. Right. They can get hammered before the show. It doesn't matter because they know their act so well. Right, right. But I think it keeps it fresh if you're constantly checking in with the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, I mean, is this going to be a career for you? Is this, because I know that you're involved in radio, uh, obviously, and and you, you know, this is, I mean, you've just been, you've been killing it, man. It's just, it's fucking incredible to see your career just shoot right through the stars, man. What's up next for you? Like, what do you want to do? I want to, uh, well, my goal is to be signed by Yuck Yucks. Yeah. Told Mark Breslin that, told Scott, Andy, Kevin that here. So this is kind of my home court. Yeah. I feel really comfortable here and, and with the Yuck Yucks brand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my kind of, my next step. I don't really have an end goal. But right. That's kind of like my next idea. Transition slowly, if I can, from radio into comedy. It's going to take a while, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that would be my goal. That's amazing, man. Tell me about uh, your experience out in Toronto. I mean, is it does your comedy resonate out there just as well as it does o- over here? Yeah, you know, okay, so um, I did Yuck Yucks out there and, like, Absolute Comedy and those clubs, and, but the independent rooms were interesting. Right. I did, like... Um, you did Spirits, right? Spirits. With, with Cal Post? Yeah, Cal Post. That was yeah. a really fun. Legendary room out there. Really fun. Um, were we talking about this before or was I played it all I was texting you. No, no, I remember I, w- oh, I was texting you when you were in Toronto. And I was telling you to go talk to Cal because we had a blast out out to here. I, I opened up for Cal down in Medicine Hat one time, yeah. but um, 
But yeah, I was telling you to go. To, but I remember you were saying I was going to go do an urban night or something. <laughs> How did that go? Whenever I go to a city, I just get a, I buy a cheap bike from like Canadian Tire or whatever for eighty bucks, and I just use that to get around. Shut up! Are you serious? A homeless guy when I'm done in the city. You're you're years. you're fucking kidding me. No, I'm serious. No way. It's the best way. That's brilliant. If you travel with the bus or cabs or whatever, a it's too expensive, and b you're not like with the people. Right. You can stop anytime on a bike. Yeah. You know, weather permitting. Sure. Plus 30 in, in Toronto. Right, day. right. So I'm a bronze <laughs> You're a golden, like golden a god over here. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I did that room, and then I hopped on my bike to go up north to North York. Right. And anyone who's been to Toronto or knows Toronto knows that's a long ride. <laughs> that's 18 kilometers. Holy shit. over an hour. No way. And I was scared I was going to be too late, but I got there just in time. Wow. Josh Eliza, Elijah runs the room up there. Right. Uh, the Fox and Fiddle. And it was great. There was 20 people in the crowd, predominantly black. Two of them were facing the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20, like 10% of my crowd was facing the <laughs> And you go up there thinking like, hey, I'm going to tell this joke and that joke and this joke. <laughs> right. In 30 seconds, you're like, nope. Like, That's not going to happen. There's all these little fires that you have to put out. And uh, their heckles were hilarious. Like, I, I can't wait to play a black crowd again. They were heckling? I, I loved it. Well, they were shouting things out. <laughs> taking away from the show. It was like adding to it. I, I had this bit about um, how I had to work the drive-through. Because in radio, they make you work the drive-through uh, on McAfee Day. Are, no shit. So for a day, yeah, you want to work the drive-through. So I'm sitting there in the drive-through. And I'm leaning out the window with my sm- my smock on and my hat, and a woman walks by, uh, who I haven't seen since high school. Right. It's been like seven years. And I don't have her on Facebook or anything, but we recognize each other right away. <laughs> but she, dude, she looked at me as if to say, like, yep. <laughs> He's exactly where I pictured him to be. <laughs> God, that's Let's brilliant. Happy day <laughs> and the black guy yells, No, we have Jean Gomeshi. <laughs> like, what? what? Like, we have Jean Gomeshi. That's what we have out here. I mean, that is 100% the opposite of what I was talking about. One woman yells, Don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> Like how black guys when they laugh they like get up and they walk around they go oh, so, oh yeah it's like deaf fucking comedy jam yeah so I had a guy in the back row uh, I can't remember what bit I was doing but he got up and he started laughing and hunched over and went all the way to the door put his hand on the frame and composed himself and then came back <laughs> and it felt like I almost got a home run I almost got him out of the building but I, instead I, I hit the wall standing <laughs> I'll take it I'm on the bag but I wanted, I wanted to get him out you know oh my god so, yeah, Question. Toronto was fun. Do you, <laughs> do you think you need that though? I mean, like, I think every every comic almost needs that. Uh, like, I, I always, I always, you know, tell uh, tell the story when you know, when I'm talking about starting out. Uh, uh, when I opened up for Cal down at Medicine Hat, and there was like four people, and one of them was homeless. I think they were just hanging out in the bar, and and I remember going to Cal and just saying, like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't think it's a good idea. And he was just like you know what, you need a baptism in failure before you get to that next level. And, and not necessarily failure, but, but, but you, you need to do that, regardless if it's in front of two people or if it's 200 people. And you need to bond. You need to bond, absolutely. What's the worst you've ever bombed? 
I think that was that medicine hat room in there where I told a couple of jokes and one guy got up and left. I think the homeless guy left and then Cal got up and started talking about the NDP and then they fuck everybody else left. So we just, I think four. Not the worst. Correct. Correct. What about you, man? Have you, have you had, you know, crickets out there? Yeah, I bombed hard. Tell me about this, man. No shit. Sure. And it was working for me, but uh, I wanted to challenge myself. And so I come in with some swagger, some confidence. And it's funny because Sam Walker, a comic in town, tells me now, he goes, When you came in, you were so cocky and we hated you. <laughs> the local guys didn't bombed, like it. When you bombed, we were so happy. <laughs> I, so bad I wasn't trying to be cocky. I came in, I was like, Yeah, guys, I got a new five tonight. Like, right. I'm going to try a new, new five minutes. Sure. Saying that to set myself up so that if it doesn't go bad, at least they know. I wanted to make everyone know that hey guys, I'm trying all new five. Okay? Sure, yeah. Like, Pro- they problem. saw yeah. that as me coming in like yeah, new five, <laughs> first five, you know, been killing it, you know. So that's so embarrassing for me to look back on. But I'm up there and I'm doing stupid material on like girls playing Never Have I Ever and stuff like that and. It was material for, like, uh, high school. Right, so right. So bad. I was wearing a blazer, too. I was, like, dressed up. Yeah. And that's not... <laughs> I made all the wrong mistakes. Not only that, so I'm bombing. I don't get any laughs. And, and one of my big lines, I'm like, I starred in my paper. I was like, here it is. Here's the applause break. Right. You circle it. You're like, there it is. Here comes the laugh. I deliver that line to the front of the room. It gets nothing. So I decided to look over to my right and go, okay, what did I salvage over here? <laughs> and I will always remember this. Burned into my memory is two girls. They both went for their drink at the same time. They're straws. And they both just looked out. <laughs> I, I visualize that all the time. I cannot. Get that out of your head. <laughs> and, was, and at the same time, Eric Steele, who runs that room, yep. is coming up. With the light, I'm over. I'm seven and a half. I'm two and a half minutes over. He walked all the way up to the stage and flashed it <laughs> five feet away from me. He came through the whole stage. And I was like, okay, guys. I'm going to work. And I had to walk through that crowd. No walked. way. Yeah, oh, my God. So I've, I've, I've heard of these experiences before where people literally say it feels like an out-of-body experience at some, at some part of that bombing. Did you ever feel like, what, what the fuck am I? <laughs> you were <laughs> present. Yeah. I wish I was out of my body. I was so, I've never been in my body. <laughs> more body. than that. I've never been in my body more than I was in my body that night. Oh, my God, and man. I still can't get some of it out of my body. I'm crying. I'm crying over here. Good God! But yo, you need that shit. You do. I think you do, man. So, so uh, tell me a bit about like who do you look up to in this business, man? I mean, I know there's a lot of people okay. out there that don't have a firm grasp over, you know, comics. Like they, you know, it's like people would always say, "Oh, you know, I love Louis C.K." Whatever. I just started seeing his show a couple years ago, and it's like he's been doing this for 25 years, man. Like, yeah. there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes before you get to that place. Uh is that is that something that that you look at other comics and you're like, man, I want to get to that level, or do you look at other comics and say, I don't want it for it to take that fucking long to be 25 years in this business? I mean, yeah. it's a it's a long okay, it's a long so haul. Chris, Chris D'Elia is a great example. Dynamite comic. So I think that's the fastest rise you can get to where he is. Sure. 
He was on Whitney. He's on Undateable. Yeah. So t- TV wise, that kind of like helped him get up there. Right. But stand up wise, on his own, he's I think he's great, and he's an inspiration for me because he has fun up there. Yeah. The, he laughs at his own stuff. He's a goof. A lot like Dion Arnold. Dion yeah. Arnold showed me a lot of Dalia stuff tonight. Oh man. Like it, but impressive. Uh, material wise, I don't really. Uh, strive to be like Delia, but mm-hmm. to have fun like that. Right. Physicality wise, Brian Callen's one of the best. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. Content wise, I really like him because he he hates the world around him. He's right. Similar to my outlook. Now he actually is a forty-four year old man. Right. That's right. That's what I feel like. <laughs> You're trapped in the. I can resonate with you. Yeah. And then of course uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr's the greatest. It seems to be a very popular... Yeah. And, um, yeah, every comic's going to say Bill Burr, but you, you can't preach him enough. He, you know, he was just at the Great Eagle. I got to see him Friday night before flying out to Toronto. No way. He gave me that perfect inspiration just to, like, see the best and yeah. go try and do my best. Yeah. Any, 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 <laughs> any weird rituals you do be- before you come to a show? Is there, is there anything that you, uh, you have to do? Shut up. Loose. No, you don't. I, I, like, crack my back, and I throw some high kicks. Slap on some English like, leather and, and start doing some karate poses in the mirrors. <laughs> I punch up the waitresses, and I get loose. Yeah, because you just want to, like, that's a Chris thing. Just go up there and have fun. Yeah. So, yeah. We're eyeing down this, uh, this, this, this check behind, uh, behind Brett, and it, it is, it is massive. It's a, it's a huge check. Um, and it, it's, man. Uh, winner, Yuck and Commerce, 2016, man. Uh, is this is this something that uh, that you feel like uh, ultimately is there a glass ceiling in Canada somewhat as far as you get to a certain place and you want to no you want to you but do you see yourself in in you know five ten ten years being down in the states or do you see yourself uh, trying to trying to run Canada? I don't know, man. I, I really don't even have an understanding of the business well enough to know what. Mm-hmm. Those moves are going to be down the road. Right. I'm still such a rookie in that aspect. I just, you know, all I know is to go up there and just, you know, get some laughs. But uh, I guess, I don't know, the rumor is that Canada is a bit of a glass ceiling. Right? right, right. I've been in the States. I've done comedy in L.A. Yeah. So I've got a taste of it. Man, they're desperate down there. Yeah, yeah. The, the amateur scene in L.A., a guy lives in his car. With his cat as a kitty litter box in the back seat of his Honda Civic, Holy and was doing the open mic. Like, you want it too bad? Like it's too early. Like get enough money for for sure. Have enough money for an apartment or something. Rent a room. Do something, man. <laughs> so you're not going to be living in your Civic with a cat anytime soon. No. no? I'm an adult. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're asking me what I'm going to do with my thousand dollars. I can put it in the bank like an adult. Okay, guy? It goes to work like a mortgage. I got one of those. It's a mortgage. It's 22. What do your What do your friends and family think of this, man? Are they Are they hyped up for a career in, in comedy, or, or are your parents my like, parents oh shit? See me perform. What? You didn't invite him out tonight, man. Um, I mean, clearly you didn't because you haven't texted him yet. But but uh, but, dude, I mean, that's it's, it's a that huge accomplishment here. Point, like, I'm not nervous perform in front of them but right i feel like i don't know they don't go out much so to make it worthwhile i'd rather wait till i'm headlining or middling or doing more than five ten minutes yeah 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 give them an actual show right right know? yeah um it'll be even more of a surprise for them because i'll be even more polished by then means a lot to you then it means yeah. a lot to you to have them out 
Yeah, and I and my dad is uh man, I want to I want to talk about my dad more in my stand up, but it's so tough. I'm still trying to figure out where the jokes are, but he's one of those uh, he's an 80s action hero. Right. He right. he was uh he's a bodybuilder. Yeah. And you know, he was all about working on his body and working on his car. Right. <laughs> that's the that's the he man's man. Challengers, Trans Am. No way. Muscle up. cars. Yeah, and muscle legs. Yeah. Too. He had thirty two inch thighs. He had, <laughs> Holy you shit. Know, you'd pick me up from school and these little jean cutoffs. Yeah. And his legs pop it out. So embarrassing, but he couldn't wait for spring weather to wear those. That was his big move. He would train, dude, this is serious. He would train legs all winter he would dedicate all winter to legs just just to prep for the summer so that for the spring debut <laughs> like some families like wait for like i think a groundhog to come out of the ground and like tell them when spring is like my family waited for the beach to appear and my dad came out of the basement peeled off the t-tops off the trans am <laughs> six more <laughs> i saw the shadow of his glutes oh man <laughs> Man. Yo, he's crazy. He works neck. He straps a chain around his head and, and starts doing the neck, the, the neck lifts. Machine and has fifty pounds. And oh, that's hardcore, man. Because he says that your neck is supposed to be the same size as your calves and the same size as your arms. Holy shit! You have to have symmetry. This is like an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing back in the day. No one fucking cares about symmetry anymore. That's insane, man. That's why I need to talk about my dad more? Oh, you do, man. There's a ton of material there, dude. Walking material. There's a ton of material. How can people find you, Brett? I mean, obviously, uh, we're going to put all your stuff up on the uh, on the podcast tonight. But but how can people find you? I, I've got you on Facebook, Twitter. What, what's yeah, going on, um, man? At Brett underscore Forte, F-O-R-T-E. And uh, Instagram is at Brett Forte. I don't think there's even an underscore there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's really all I have going on. I'm making my website right now. But uh, I guess I should now. <laughs> You'll have to I put this on the front. That I can put on it. There you go, man. Well, dude, congrats uh, on an amazing night, an amazing achievement to be the, the 2016 winner of the Yuck and Comers. It's absolute uh, unbelievable, man, the, 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 the talent and, uh, and the, the, the show that you put on this evening, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, throughout all the Yuck Yucks clubs, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Cheers. Good job. folks well there you have it you know a little bit of a messed up audio thing going on there but i try to try to jack up the volume on the one side there so my apologies i'll get this shit straightened out i promise i'm done throwing my temper tantrum hope you guys enjoyed that interview though brett forte very talented very funny awesome guy man i'm looking forward to this guy just uh, hitting all the clubs i hope uh, yuck signs him he's tremendous talent hey on behalf of myself and the entire crew over here at yuck yucks mr mark breslin Executive producer, Kira Williams. Of course, our webmaster, Camille Sorobi. And the man who lays down the golden tracks for this bad boy, Mr. Lane Argue. Check him out, folks. Lane Argue. The link is up in the podcast description. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and also subscribe, tweet, hashtag YYCP. You can find me there, at EG. Uh, yeah, lots of great interviews, and I promise I'm going to get the audio fixed. I'm, I promise. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>